Welcome to episode 130 of District of Conservation. This is your host, Gabriella Hoffman. On this Monday episode, I'm going to talk about how the ATF shot down a compliance rule that banned three to four million AR pistol braces. I'll talk about the passage of the Descend Act, what you should look out for with a possible anti-trapping bill in the next legislative session, and I read some of your reviews. On December 23rd, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Farms announced its decision to withdraw guidance casting legal doubt on 3 to 4 million Air 15 pistol braces. And I had first seen this story from both Washington Free Beacon's Stephen Gatowski, friend of the podcast, and also from Cam Edwards, editor-in-chief of Bearing Arms. And I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I know that the acting director of ATF was doing some shenanigans related to pistol braces. And here's what some of the initial statement from the associate deputy director, Marvin G. Richardson, said about this. Upon further consultation with the Department of Justice and the Office of the Deputy Attorney General, ATF is withdrawing pending further Department of Justice review the notice and request for comments entitled, quote, objective factors for classifying weapons with, quote, stabilizing braces, end quote, that was published on December 18, 2020. 85 FR 82516. As explained in this notice, the proposed guidance was not a regulation. The notice informed and invited comment from the industry and public on a proposed guidance prior to issuing a final guidance document. The withdrawal of the guidance does not change any law, regulation, or other legally binding agreement. And this was after, I think it was 80,000 to 100,000 comments were received by people across the industry, recreational shooters, gun store owners, and many across the industry. And I will include this in the show notes for you guys to learn more about because there's a lot of different moving parts to it. I'm including the withdrawal notice, and this had actually opposition from 90 House members uh, with respect to them wanting to target AR-15 pistol braces. And it was really weird that uh, the president really didn't discourage his acting ATF director to chide against this policy. So a lot of people in the gun industry were very disappointed by his inaction to influence this, but this rule for now is kind of destabilized and in limbo. And if you want more context behind this, go read Stephen Gutowski's piece on this after the first, after the rule was first introduced called ATF decision could lead to biggest gun registration turn in effort in American history. Agency's vague AR-15 pistol standards could affect millions. And briefly, here's what he said about the December 18th notice. That could require millions of AR-15 pistols and similar firearms, which are designed with braces that strap onto a shooter's forearm to either be registered, turned in, destroyed, or dismantled. But the standards layout for determining the device's legality, such as caliber or weight, provide no objective measures, and the agency said it may also use undisclosed factors to judge the legality of the devices. And like I said, because of public input, the ATF decided to not proceed. But as Cam Edwards said recently, um, although that it's withdrawn right now, it could potentially be revisited in the future. So Cam Edwards said of this and why you should be aware 
The ATF is pausing its proposed guidance on pistol braces after a torrent of comments from gun owners. Note, however, that the agency says it could return after the consultations with DOJ. And with a new administration coming in that is hell-bent on taxing firearms out of existence instead of traditionally going about the typical gun control route, especially with blockades in the Senate expected, we will see a lot more, let's say, weaponization of these different individual gun parts, I think, with the new administration coming forward. And why firearms as it relates to conservation? Because the bulk of con- the bulk of excise taxes collected from guns and ammo go back to hunting and fishing and also hunter's education courses. It's about over 60% of the monies come from hunting and fishing expenses, including a large share from guns and ammunition. So that's why we talk about firearms here on the show, not simply because I like to do hunting, I like to do recreational shooting, but it makes sense in the wider picture as it relates to conservation and what's at stake. So it was good to see the ATF withdraw this guidance, but as Cam Edwards warned, it could reemerge again, especially under a new administration that is expected to come in. I want to talk briefly about the Descend Act. I had Jeff Angers from Center for Sport Fishing Policy talk about this earlier in the summer, and most recently, the bill passed both the House and the Senate, and it awaits signage from President Trump, perhaps a lame duck last-minute decision, although a lot of Washington obviously was preoccupied with COVID relief and last-minute efforts there. But the Descend Act, for those of you who need a refresher, and I'm reading this from Senator Cassidy in terms of a press release and how it heads to the president's desk, and this was from December 24th. The Senate unanimously passed the House version of its direct enhancement of snapper conservation and the economy through the Novel Devices Act to improve the health of reef fishery populations in the Gulf of Mexico. And now it awaits President Trump's signature. And Senator Cassidy said, quote, fishing in the Gulf is something folks have enjoyed for decades with the passage of the Descend Act. Congress continues to take conservation-focused steps towards better sustainability of our fisheries, which ultimately lead to more opportunities for folks to get out on the water. Louisiana's recreational and commercial fishermen can be rest assured that we will maintain healthy populations of our reef fish that are so vital to our regional economy, he said. And he introduced this with outgoing Senator Doug Jones, Democrat from Alabama, in November of last year. And it requires fishermen to have descending devices aboard their vessels to help deep water recovery after being released. The requirement lasts for five years and incorporates a study to examine the overall impact of descending devices. Snapper that are caught and rapidly brought to the surface from deep water can suffer barotrauma, a condition that kills fish because they cannot readjust to deep water upon release. Venting tools and descending devices reduce barotrauma and save fish harvested for both recreational and commercial usage. And it also allows the study to remain in place after new regulations are implemented. And it had support from the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, American Sport Fishing Association, Center for Sport Fishing Policy, TRCP, National Marine Manufacturers Association, and Coastal Conservation Association. So I'll include more info about that if you need a refresher. There's also a anti-trapping bill that I don't think will be heard because with Congress being out of session for the rest of the year and the 117th Congress about to take shape in the coming weeks, I don't anticipate this bill to be voted on this cycle, but we can certainly expect it to be voted on next 
cycle after it is reintroduced. And I will talk more at length about this because I need to do a little more research on what devices they plan to ban. Although I see it as a connection with an attack on this form of hunting, it'll effectuate other forms of hunting. But trapping, unfortunately, has seen a decline in recent years due to media campaigns, kind of the disdain for fur, kind of a misunderstanding of trapping and its utility and how it actually falls in line with the North American model of wildlife conservation. Very sad that it's so misunderstood. I had a really cool gentleman on from New Hampshire talking about it early in the podcast. I'm going to circle back for that and link to it for you guys to revisit if you haven't already. But we'll talk about this trapping bill if it makes any waves in the next congressional session. And I want to conclude this show with reading some of your reviews. We had a few reviews come in. They're for some reason not showing up on Apple, but on Chartable, which I use to track ratings and such and movements and placements, I was able to find them. And we have two reviews from two wonderful ladies I'm connected to across social media. One of them is Miss Wildlife Women, Melissa. She writes, I love the podcast Gabriella puts up for everyone. So informative and well-researched. I appreciate so much having a lady like her to help spread conservation and information about the outdoors. And also, Lou Cecilia uh, wrote that the podcast is intriguing and informative, and she said Gabriella interviews leaders across the conservation spectrum. Each episode is entertaining and brings to light relevant topics for both avid outdoorsmen and women, as well as those who want to learn more about hunting, fishing, and the environment. Her candid conversations with fascinating experts will keep you intrigued in every episode. Those are very helpful. I appreciate those. And if you want to leave some reviews, I encourage you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave some for yourself. Give us an honest assessment of the show. Let me know what you think, what you'd like to hear more from me in the new year. Thank you for listening to the podcast day in and day out. If you'd like to continue following the podcast, make sure you're subscribed on your preferred platform. Apple is our most listened to device. But we also have quite a bit of a presence on Spotify, Overcast, and a few others. You can find us on just about any podcasting platform, even some really interesting ones. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat or a guest announcement. I'm going to try to utilize some branding graphics a bit more because I neglect sometimes in that respect. And we will have, like I said, tomorrow's episode kind of giving a recap of 2020 and a teaser as to what you can expect going forward. Thank you for listening. Have a great Monday, and I appreciate you checking the podcast out.